welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a refreshing Bart Root Bear. Bart Root Bear, it's got bite. This is the Gamers Ledge Podcast. A look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer and a look at the video gaming industry and a conversation amongst friends. Joining me this week, my very large panel, all the way from the Great White North, it's Matt. Howdy, folks. The other Great White North, I should say. The other Great White. We are actually are. We had we had a snowstorm a couple nights ago. So. Yeah, you have a foot of snow. I know because I talked to somebody in Madison today. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's kind of a fireside chat with me and Matt. And uh, I don't expect this podcast to take super long, but depending on how derailed we get on different things. Rails, we can go off them. Yes, we can do that. Um, I, of course, am Mark. I am a San Francisco-based writer. Matt is based out of uh, Wisconsin, and we feel sorry for him because of snow. But beyond that, uh, let's talk about what you've been playing this week, Matt. Well, um, it's been a... a moderate week i guess uh i'm still playing the occasional uh thing of tap titans i have installed uninstalled every other game from my phone except for the uh, battlefront app which has that sort of strategy game in it so uh no more words with friends no more yahtzee no more uh no more of uh, uprising begging me to play it uh, all that stuff it, it's all gone bye bye all i have now is tap titans um Fallout 4, uh, have done some some more in that. Uh, <laughs> I'm in those positions where I'm halfway through a thing that I think is probably way above my level, and rather than just leave it and come back to it later, I'm beating my head against it endlessly trying to get past the last half of it. So, yay. Um yeah, you dude with you towns that need saving settlements, you can go jump in a lake. Um, uh, still plugging away at Wolfenstein: The New Order. Um, it is it's surprisingly fun. It is a surprisingly fun little. You know, I, I have it. I have it. I just haven't had time to really sit down and start it. <laughs> it the script is horrible. The plot is, but it is just it's fun. Um, uh, I think I'm about two thirds or a little bit better of the way through that. Uh, then we had ourselves a little bit of a session involving some hardware rivals, world of tanks and rocket league. So got my uh, dose of multiplayer in this week too. So it's a multi, um, multi, multiplayer minute multiplayer minute um and since i just made a slightly larger than small purchase i'm going to be living off of playstation plus games for the rest of the year <laughs> well it's a good thing kind of foreshadowing news that Helldivers is next month's <laughs> free game because we've never, never played, played that, that. 
Wow. Although it does have a new subtitle, so I don't know if that was another free update or if that's an actual different version. So I guess we'll find out next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Anything that's, else that's uh, no um, in tabletop gaming because you know you never said we couldn't talk about that. No, I, uh, we can't. I, I actually got my parents to play Zombie Dice. They came over for my wife's birthday. And uh, we were just kind of talking and stuff. And I'm like, hey, hold on. I've got a game I want to try. And so I ran downstairs and got the zombie dice. And they, they actually enjoyed it. They whooped Cass and I pretty thoroughly all five or six games we played. <laughs> so my dad had a run on the first his first shake. On the first shake, he got like 10 brains. It was just like that. That's not how this game is supposed to work. But good on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that was that was fun. Um, haven't haven't had a lot. Uh, my my kids have been bugging me to play stuff, so I've got to try to chisel out some time, more time for that too. So, so I guess I'll start with the tabletop stuff. Um, I got together with a two-time Academy Award nominee friend of mine that will not be. Name called, dropped on the show, but anyways, uh, we we went and played um, quite a few tabletops. I played one. At, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, it was very very elaborate, but it was basically a time travel game uh, that I wish I could describe it fully. You had like a timeline that you were constantly spending your remaining time and it would, you would move the, you know, it count down from 60 and you had X number of turns before you failed and went back to the future. Um, And so there's that aspect of it, but they had these like giant tiles that were setups for rooms. And when you'd put the tiles down, they would form a giant long picture Uh, really well done. And and it was really, um, um, I'm looking up the name of it because uh, it was a lot of fun. But I do see that once you've played it and actually successfully completed it, it's extremely linear. So I'm not sure what the, the replay value on it was. But we didn't beat it. In fact, we failed the mission. And it was one of those things that we were talking in the car like, I wonder if we went back and we did this instead because you have ex- multiple t- attempts at it. Um, but it's basically like solving a murder mystery for all intents and purposes through time. It's the journeyman project, but in board game form. So I'm <laughs> down with that. Um, I, I'm looking to see if, if I can find the um, the name of it. But it's about 50, 60 bucks, uh, but a lot of fun. Um, we played um, another game. Man, I, I did not come prepared for this because I forgot about the, the that stuff until you mentioned it just now. I was all ready with my game list. I'm not, I was not ready with, with uh, the that side of things. I think it's called time stories. Yes, that's it. Time stories. You are correct. Time stories. That is it. Um, So really good game. I do, I do kind of recommend it. It's a lot of fun. The artwork is beautiful. Um, So you're definitely getting your money's worth in printing out of the box. Uh, I also played another game that I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't remember the name. It's, it's a storytelling card deck game. And so the premise behind it is that um, everybody's got hands of cards and you have to make a story out of it, but there are interrupt cards that people can play from their hand if you mention a thing or a place or an aspect or something like that. And the goal is to empty your hand of all of 
um, to all of the um, uh, get all the cards out of your hand and then you have a finisher card. And so if you can do that and play the finisher card and actually have it make sense, then you win the game. But everybody gets to vote whether or not your ending made sense or not. So if you if you don't, then you gotta you gotta actually take a card and a new ending card and try again if you manage to get the turn back. So that oh, was wow. a lot of fun. It is actually a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and we played something else, but I don't remember what. But we wasted like an hour and a half playing that time one just to fail. And Pat was like. <laughs> My, and Pat was like, oh, hmm, this might have been a giant waste of time. I should have thought about this a little more before we played it. <laughs> like, yeah. So we're, we're going to try it again later, so I'm, I'm interested in that. Uh, then there was a sale this last weekend, so I ended up picking up quite a few games. Uh, I picked up Dive Kick finally, which that game is oh, – oh, uh, while Pat's family was over, we played Nidhogg, and they loved that. That game is so much fun. Um, but uh, Dive Kick is very similar in premise to Nidhogg. You can actually play as the Nidhogg Fencer in Dive Kick. So that's, <laughs> there is that. But the whole game is two buttons. Two buttons and that's it. Uh, so it's kind of amusing. There's like a, a back hop kick and a, f and, and a jump up way up in the air and let it go when you're ready to do the committed kick. And whoever is highest on the kick wins. Um, and so it, it's it's kind of simple yet hard at the same time. Ridiculous. Yeah. It's got a lot of ridiculous characters. It's a lot of fun. Um, I played uh, Drawful. Uh, been playing Spelunker World. Played Gems of War. I picked up or played more World of Tanks, Hardware Rivals, Rocket League. I picked up Tharsis, which is. Um, a turn-based game that uses dice to try and keep you alive on your trip to Mars. It's a trap. Yeah, it's it's definitely a trap. I, I would say that I think it's got the premise of a really good game there, but this is literally same, slamming your junk in a drawer in a door in space. And Dave's um, not here to elaborate on that. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is an expert at it. But yeah, let me tell you, it's it's I don't think that I am a stupid person. It makes me feel like a stupid person. And I don't necessarily... Appreciate want... the game for that. <laughs> wow. it, it's just like, I, I see the systems, but I'm not smart enough to be able to allocate enough stuff that needs to get done in all those systems with mm -hmm. the handicap that they give me at the beginning of the game. And it makes it... I mean, I played it for 30 minutes, and I, unlike Dark Souls, I didn't feel I learned something. Mm. So but, the conditions you start with too different each time to really yeah, yeah, develop a pattern? Um, the, so there, the answer is that the condition that you start with, the very first set of conditions, are the same every time, but the amount of damage and ability of your crew is different every time. Mm, okay. So I started one time and my mechanic had all the dice and he could do, I mean, he was like a monster and it was great. I actually was able to fix the problem. Um, but in the second playthrough, he only had one die and 
I had no way to buff him up. In fact, most of my characters were down to one die. And it, at that point, you're already, you've already lost the game. I'm just going through the motions to see, well, what if I did this at that point? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really hard. The ship's got an overall health, and then your people have overall health. And it's, it's killer. I, I'm, I'm going to give it some more time. Maybe it'll eventually click, but I have yet to make it past turn four out of ten. Um, and I don't understand how you can possibly do it. So, but yeah, that's Tharsis. Um, it's on sale for $11 right now. I would recommend staying away. Um, and then, uh, Tom Clancy's the division beta that's downloaded and on my system. So I'm pretty psyched about that. Uh, I will be starting that Friday evening and probably playing through until they cut me off on Sunday, whenever that is. (laughs) So, uh, and that's pretty much for what I've been playing. Um, there's some news. We can get into news. Time for... Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. Uh, let's see. I have some news that is not... Unli- well, it may be on your list. Um, obviously, I talked about the Division Beta preload already, so we've got that one out of the way. Beta, beta, beta. Uh, if you... They, if you pre-ordered on the PlayStation Store, you actually got it first, but the email should be out now with your codes, um, no matter how you did it, as long as you registered on the Ubi pl- or Uplay site for Ubisoft. Um, what do I have? Uh, I'm sure you don't have this one on yours. So Blade and Soul, we talked last week about the uh, character creator for that. It's been coming out here uh, in the West, finally launched uh, a couple weeks ago, NCSoft West. Uh, launched it, Blade and Soul. It's a free-to-play martial arts-centric MMORPG. It is already at a million active players within two weeks. Wow. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, NCSoft obviously is like, this is tremendous. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> We're making all kinds of money. Yeah, the the surge of players is promising because, you know, a lot of times, especially when you've got a game that was created in the East and then brought West from the MMO space, it, it hasn't had that kind of traction. Um, but the real question is going to be, you know, are they going to be able to keep up some, you know, uh, active player base after the, what I would call the honeymoon period, mm-hmm. you know, after they burn through the initial content, uh, are they going to, you know, are they going to be able to keep people engaged? I actually kind of really like the idea of a fighting MMO. So I'm kind of interested, but you know, it's not going to come to consoles most likely anytime soon. So I'll be interested to see if they do that at some point. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I thought that was an interesting piece of news. What do you got, Matt? Oh, one of the things that came out over the last week is another batch of Xbox one backwards compatibility titles. Um, Mostly more arcade stuff. Uh, there was uh, a few ti- titles of note, though. Uh, Sam and Max Save the World. Um, Skullgirls. The original Soul Calibur. And The Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Um, were the notable ones on that list that I saw. So uh, Xbox One continues its uh, backwards compatibility uh, push. So, yeah, we'll keep uh, updating you on the games that are going to be playable on your Xbox One, if you had them from before. 
Insomniac has a new game in the works. Um, the studio is basically doing one of those I'm announcing an announcement things, which I hate. Uh, but they, they are coming out with a new game. They did a little teaser promo with a single image that looks like a bunch of mouth-breathing idols. And I'm not talking about Japanese idols. I'm talking about Easter Island idols um, <laughs> at different angles. So who knows? what it could be, but they said um, we do know it's going to be underwater. Hmm. And we don't know what the name is, what platforms it's coming out. It doesn't seem to have any branding in the little teaser trailer that they did, that they did put out. Um, so it will be interesting to see. Uh, they're going to announce this actually tomorrow uh, at... Um, 8.30 Central, huh. 8.30 a.m. I, I totally missed that. I mean, the first thing you say, Easter Island Idols, the first thing I think is Jack and Daxter, but that's the wrong studio. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what it is. Um, you know, Fuse was the last thing that they really brought out that was way outside their wheelhouse, and that did not go so well. Yeah. So I, I'll be interested just to track this one, see what it does. So um, there's a, a, a little game coming out that actually it's a set of games coming out that uh, it's, it's a red and a blue game. No, is it Pokemon? No, it's not actually. I do have a Pokemon story, but I'm not, I'm not there yet. Um, hmm. This one is actually of interest to my uh, oldest because he has fallen in love with fire emblem awakening. So fire emblem fates, which is already, which is three games that have already launched in uh, Japan are coming in February next month to uh, North America. However, there's been a little bit of a controversy going on because the games are being localized in some ways uh, more extremely than one would normally think. Uh, there, there's some very Japanese content in this game that is being, uh, westernized to fit Western sensibilities. Not that that's what they've said come out right already saying, but uh, that's why I'm translating this. But there is one storyline where there is uh, a care uh, support character who is uh, interested in same gender relationships, and the main character can do something. I don't want to do get too spoilery here. No, no. Let's 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 just get into it. It's just get petting, into it. Okay. It's a, petting, it's a petting mini game. Well, no. Well, sort of. But first, you start out by giving them a potion that makes them see all <laughs> males as females and all females as males. And then you pet them. Yeah, and you and then them? and then you 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 convince that the person you know, comes to love the main character as the opposite gender, or at least as they're perceiving the opposite gender, and then the potion wears off, and then they can do a complete relationship with the main character, i.e. marriage. Com complete. Well, that's, what, that's how you complete a relationship in the game series, right? I mean, that, that's the ultimate end of it is, is a pairing, which will produce an offspring, which then usually somehow, at least in the other game time travels so, and but anyway so, so so let me let me let me break this down so if i'm understanding these events correctly i i, I as the player roofie them lie to them 
establish a relationship under false premises in which they've been roofied and lied to them. Then I tell them the truth and then force them to marry me and procreate. Basically, yeah, I mean that that's definitely one way of putting it. Now I that have has no idea why they've they've altered it. <laughs> So, yeah, so they have uh, eliminated anything that resembles drugging or gay conversion out of the game. Um, that's the biggest one. There are some other ones that are... Oh, they removed the petting minigame, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're, 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 they're modifying the game to, you know... Uh, try, trying to make it fit, and some the, the you know, of course you've got the purists who want to play the game in its most natural state, but you know, so they're getting all upset because they're modifying the game, and then you've got you know, and that, obviously that division of the gamers would be called the creepers. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's just you know, this is a this is a big deal with the three versions of the game, you know, coming out and having all of this. Uh, kind of hype about it and you know the extremely limited special edition that they did you know a lot of uh, uh there um so it just it was it was an interesting it's it's a little thing it was it's not been a huge blip in the news but it has been a blip so it felt felt worth discussing well while they're destroying the original version of the game and bringing it to the west the creators of burnout are out to destroy golf as we know it What's this, you may say? If you like Burnout Paradise, imagine playing golf with the same physics. And, <laughs> and that is exactly called... Uh, uh, what is the name of the Dangerous Golf. Dangerous Golf. Oh, that's right. Dangerous I saw some golf. So golf. The, the, the entire premise is to get your ball to destroy <laughs> everything... In Use between, your balls to destroy everything. Yes. 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 Now, now this is where it gets it gets uh, uh, interesting to me. You hit your first shot and use gas and brake controls to help accrue damage while busting up the environment. <laughs> so this is like back when uh, Tiger Woods had mid-air spin. You could add to the spin of the ball mid-air. Well, except that your ball actually catches on fire like burnout. It's awesome. And so so you do this and you got to destroy a kitchen or a palace or a gas station, whatever. Um, you, you accrue enough damage and you earn this smash breaker, which basically is your ball catches on fire and whatever. Um, but you've got to bust up everything in the level before you put it into the cup. So it's Katamari Damacy meets that mode in Burnout Paradise where you would just mash your car and go into a giant tumbling thing, knocking into everything. Meets, yeah, but with a golf shots. ball. There's no, there's no. I wouldn't say there's a Katamari like element. It's not attracting stuff to the ball. Well, no, but you want to run into everything. Right? Yes, I mean, you do. In, in fact, um, it, they even make it a point to say that um, you can you can do trick shots like hitting the ball off the gameplay camera. <laughs> so it it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Uh, anyways, if this is what I think it is, I think it's going to be hours and hours of fun. I, I actually think it's going to be a lot of fun. But um, they have also Go simulator, said, but with some strategy. <laughs> 
more like the Tiger Woods you wish you always had uh, with some strategy mm-hmm. and not just straight up golf. But the interesting thing is that um, the, the little tidbit that a lot of places didn't really report on is that these guys are uh, the original people behind the burnout series. And they addressed in this state, in this press release, that if you are pining for burnout, then they are going to actually start work on a spiritual successor to the series after Dangerous Golf is out the door. Hmm. So that's, that to me is super interesting. Because if they could make something like Paradise, that would be a big hit in today's day and age, I would think. Yeah, especially since I, I mean that that is still that game holds up ridiculously well. <laughs> yeah, super, super much so. So what else you got, Matt? Um, well, jumping back over to the Xbox One for a moment, uh, there has been some reports that you know we've got this backwards compatibility, but it's not always all it's cracked up to be. Some games are reporting incredible. Uh, uh, Wow, I can't talk. Improvement through uh, the texture upgrades and and whatnot. So something like uh, the original Gear of Wars or Hydro Thunder, uh, Condemned or Hydro Thunder and Condemned are all reporting that they're running much better on the Xbox One than they even did on the 360. But other titles such as Gears of War Judgment and Halo Reach are being described by some as nearly unplayable with severe performance issues and frame rate drops and latency that's really, especially if you're trying to do something like uh, Halo, is, is really going to uh, destroy the, uh, the effectiveness of that game. Um, so, and, and then some things are, are a mixed bag. Uh, the original Mass Effect sees great improvements in load times and in the exploration sequences, but combats, it, combat it, it turns around and get, gets fairly uh, almost unplayable. Um, so, and then there's ones that are middling, like uh, Gears of Wars 2 and 3. Uh, you'll see some slowdown or some tearing maybe in the graphics, but for the most part, it's, it's fairly playable. So, um, you know, that just just side, just a, a note there. Uh, just because it is playable doesn't mean that it necessarily plays well. So your mileage may vary. I would assume, because I do that, make things like assumptions, that Xbox will keep working on those ones that are being reported as not working well, and there will be improvements and, and updates done to that. Uh, but in the meantime... You know, just make sure if you have a game that that doesn't work well. I'm I don't know this, but I'm sure there's a way to report that through you know whether it's uh, a blog or a, a, a issue tracking website or whatever. But you know, let them know just in case nobody's told them. I'm sure somebody has, but you know, just reinforce, and uh, we'll look. We'll keep uh, our ear to the ground to see if that stuff's getting uh, sussed out. You've got like 27 of my two, so why don't you take the next one too? Okay, Um, in other games that are really old and coming out again, um, there is going to, there are uh, virtual consoles version of the original Pokemons, uh, blue, red, and yellow. Uh, No green for some reason, but uh, whatever, Uh, are coming out. And a lot of people thought because of the age of these games for some reason that they would be uh, more like an emulator style of game where they would be able to create uh, save states 
uh, if you're not familiar, many times it, in emulation, the engine will have a, what is called a save state. So you can uh, basically freeze a picture of where the game is at that point in time and then reload it later. Uh, this becomes important because a lot of old games either didn't have saves or they were really crappy. <laughs> So uh, you'd be able to pick up the game at a later time, or if you're coming up against a particularly hard part, you know, if you fail, you could reload the save state, go through. If you fail, and keep on going through it that way. Um, these games are not going to have that type of functionality, however. They are going to have the standard uh, save that was available when they were originally released. So if somewhere you caught wind of a rumor or something that they were going to have um, state saves uh, that is not an accurate statement so yay and boo uh i mean if you're if you're if you're in it to play the old old uh, original pokemon titles i i think you know they they weren't that bad as far as save states and stuff i mean for a traditional jrpg style game so yeah, yeah. speaking of pokemon did you see the uh super bowl ad I have not seen the Super Bowl ad yet. I saw it's out, but I haven't seen it yet. It's fairly uh, fairly impressive, to be quite honest. Uh, oh. So if you have not checked it, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, yeah. I do recommend it. It's pretty good. Cool. And, and uh, there's also, I just saw this right before the show, but apparently there's a, like a Pokemon detective game coming out or something. There's a Pikachu running around with a Sherlock hat on. So oh I'm, I'm not sure what the deal with that is yet, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out more on that and bring it to you later. You know what else I'm not sure what the deal is? is does, it have, does it have a nine in the title? No, Method no. Man. Method Man. Oh, okay. Method Man is president of Sony's C-R-E-A-M operations. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but this is a real thing. <laughs> Creative. Method, I, something, I have no idea. I, I actually tried to find it. I couldn't find it. But this is actually a real thing. And he released a statement this week. Do you know what his statement was? Word. No. No. Okay. We... We form like Voltron, and Andrew House happened to be the head. <laughs> okay. What Method Man was talking about was obviously, uh, if you had not heard, uh, PlayStation actually amalgamated, them, uh, amalgamated all of its moving parts to bring all of its uh, gaming to the United States from all over the world. So they basically created a new division called Sony Interactive Entertainment that will now be in charge of third-party relations, hardware development, game development, marketing, the so Sony PlayStation Network, um, PlayStation Now, all of these different things. Which is kind of funny because they've slowly over time spun all those things off into separate divisions and now they're yeah. rolling them yeah. all back into one. <laughs> Yeah, so Andrew House is going to be, as Method Man said, the head. Uh, he is going to be the future president and global CEO of SIE. Yeah, so what what do you think that that is an indication of that they're moving the global headquarters for PlayStation to North America? Um, I think it's actually a smart move because 
the Western's console presence is no longer, it's, it's now centered in North America and Europe for the sales. So it would make sense from a development perspective. I mean, they're not losing anything. They're still going to have all the relationships with their Japanese developers. But since not a lot of Japanese developers are actually doing console programming anymore, it kind of makes sense to me to move all that to where it is busy and it is hot. Uh, what I thought was really interesting was the other reorganization shifts for management. Um, former SCE of America head Sean Layden is now the head of Worldwide Studios, which yep. means that Shuhei Yoshida is now going to, to actually report to Sean Layden. So that's that's that uh, interesting. It is interesting. So I um, I didn't see are, are are did they keep the regional like you know there was S C E J S C E A S E E is that is it S I E A or that that all gone now? Nope, it's all S I E. Hmm. So that's that's the other interesting part is they're gonna clear up all this. Yahoo, SCE, America, all the blah, blah, blah. It's all now just going to be SCI. Right. Not to be confused by CSI. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Who are you? Who, who? Okay. Uh, what else you got? Uh, so a little, another, I don't know if this is a blow to the Kickstarter thought process mm. or if this is just a, a how you want to interpret this, but another highly profiled Kickstarter funded, at least in part, game that has been highly anticipated and promised twice has now slipped again. The mighty number nine, the spiritual successor to Mega Man, uh, headed up by Kenji Inafune, has I put an end in there? There's not an end in his name. Yeah, I was going to say Inafune, but yeah, I know I put. I don't know. That seems like there should be an end in there for some reason. Um, uh, where was I? Oh yes, uh, he has been delayed. Uh, instead of giving another delivery date, they have given it the generic spring 2016, uh, as to avoid uh, not pro meeting another promise to the, <laughs> to the customers. Um, but you know, you you look at it and you look at the the list of reasons, and some of them look like pretty standard project management stuff. You know, looks like they tried to save some money on using an old engine, and yeah, the engine doesn't quite do what they need it to, so they spend as much time fixing the engine as they do working on the game, and uh, just some other stuff. And uh, one of the big issues apparently has been network modes. And I'll admit, I haven't been following Mighty Number no. Nine that closely, so I don't know what the network modes are or what network modes you need for a spiritual successor to Mega Man. But apparently, they're one of the big problems. And you know, we found that out. Um, you know, with uh, Rock Band Four, the, yep. the you know you don't have a big studio with that infrastructure and those resources behind you to develop that networking capability. And it's it's hard for a small studio to do. And so I'm not saying so it's impossible. This, so it's I'm piggybacking off your Kickstarter. I thought you were actually going with a different Kickstarter story. Okay. Uh, there was a, a Kickstarter that I mentioned last week. I don't remember 
exactly the name of it at the moment, but uh, it was high profile. They had Patrick Rothfuss writing for it. They had, um, I think, some of the Final Fantasy composers attached to it. Uh, it actually got pulled off Kickstarter because they realized they weren't going to get anywhere close to their goal, but they did get funded, so we will still see the games. So that's good. Mm, interesting. Uh, think Talking about things we will still see, Evo 2016's lineup was announced, and as such, they announced all the different games that would be playable, uh, and, uh, of course, the story that I have up on my screen has stopped loading, so I can't tell you exactly what, what games are coming up. But uh, I had another story to piggyback off this anyways. Uh, during their lo- reveal live stream, Bandai Namco actually announced a new fighter coming back to Tekken 7, uh, and that is Nina Williams. So if you're a fan of Nina from the series, uh, she will be back in all her glory and it looks like in a wedding dress no less uh <laughs> to to raise some hell she is the bride yeah. yeah pretty much um and i'll come back to the games lineup for evo 2016 uh so okay. in other uh, uh it, it, you loaded it yeah. is it loaded or is it still working no it's 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 guy got it um so uh street fighter 5 super smash brothers melee Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, which is funny because they're actually bringing um, the Melee back. I was surprised about that. Yeah. Uh, Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator, Mortal Kombat X, Pokken Tournament. So this is the first time we're going to see the Pokemon fighting game that pretty much everyone hates. Um, Killer Instinct, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Tekken 7 Faded Retribution. So no Skullgirls this year or anything along those lines. So interesting lineup. Um, And that's going to be at a huge venue this year too because last year was so huge. Uh, I will be interested to see all that stuff. So um, did we talk about the uh, ESPN of eSports last week? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember exactly what, but I believe we did. All right. So Activision said that they were going to create the ESPN. Right, right, right. right, And ESPN said, no, we're actually doing it. They are taking (laughs) – have you looked at that at all? No, I haven't. They are taking a super stat-heavy approach to it. Um, It's it's actually pretty interesting. Like you can see all the stats about who's – what teams are using what characters and – what percentage of time this is and I was like, wow, all right, sure. Um, but yeah, that was something interesting. Um, I'm just going down my list of, of news now. I'm not even trying to segue. Uh, okay, so this is not gaming news, <laughs> but it's darn cool. The DeLorean company is set to produce 300 replica Back to the Future cars. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, Final Fantasy I will get to is the DeLorean in Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Actually, that's not true. You were in the actual. Well, this is true. Yes, this is DeLorean yes. in 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 Indianapolis. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance has been announced for Virtual Console for uh, Nintendo systems. Uh, what else? EA We've is already... skipping E3 this year. Are they? 
Yes, EA is skipping having a booth there presenting at E3 in favor of hosting their own EA Play event instead, following in the footsteps of Nintendo and Blizz, Blizzard with BlizzCon. Uh, it's during the same time frame, uh, but they will be doing their announcement, their press conference on Sunday rather than Monday, uh, and they will be in the Nokia Theater, the Nokia Theater, uh, in LA, which is not terribly far away from the uh, uh, the E3 venue, as I understand it. Uh, but there will also be a corresponding event being held in London at the same uh, in the same time frame. So, um, you know, uh, it's it, EA or excuse me, E3 seems to kind of wax and wane whether people are going to keep with it or bow out of it and uh does does ea have enough to run their own do they have enough fans do they have enough content to run their own content is really well, content, yes but well quality content i guess yeah pretty much um but i'm sure it's still going to be like a billion times cheaper to do it this way than it is to actually exhibit at the show floor but i mean Look at Ubisoft, man. Ubisoft's conference has rocked for the last like three years, yeah. even if the games they've released not so much. <laughs> but the point is, is that they built a lot of hype for their games, um, yeah. and, and they have done it successfully. And I don't know that it would be as successful if it wasn't on the show floor. So that will be interesting to see how that is received. Um, Sony attempted to trademark the phrase "Let's play." <laughs> <laughs> not so much. No, not so much. They they were pretty much told no. Um, which, you know, why would you do that? Seriously. That's that's bad juju right there. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad they got turned down. Rather my, than... my guess is they wanted to use it for an advertising campaign and, and somebody wasn't thinking too clearly when they applied for that. Yeah. Um, Skullgirl's second Encore PlayStation Vita port is done. Uh, so it's in t uh, QA testing right now with Sony certification, um, but should be out shortly. So if you are a fighting game fan, you will have a beautiful hand-drawn animated uh, fighting game for the Vita here shortly. Which also happens to be as hard as heck. It is very hard, but it's a lot of fun. Um, what uh, did you see the uh, did Not Destiny news, but Bungie news. Uh, that they have a new CEO. Yep. Uh, effective today, President Harold Ryan has left the studio and Pete Parsons, who has served as executive producer and chief operating officer since 2002, has taken over as CEO for Bungie. Uh, there was a very well-worded, well-crafted, happy, uh, thank everybody for all their wonderful work uh, note that went out to accompany this change. So don't know if it's just uh, he got an offer somewhere else or he was just done wanting to deal with this game stuff or what it is, but uh, doesn't appear to be any at least outward bad blood between uh, Harold Ryan in the studio. So uh, we we wish him luck and uh, we, we wish, uh, wish uh, obviously, Bungie luck as they dive into failure with prolonging <laughs> destiny as long as possible. So so let's take a couple minutes. I don't want to take too much time, but we, we don't have reader mail tonight because I did not have time to do it. Um, I, I'm super excited because I am 
about two days away from the game that promises to be what Destiny was supposed to be. As you say, from Destiny 2.0. Yes. No, right. Well, <laughs> the problem is Destiny 2.0 is already out, and I think that the player base is making it clear that it's not enough content. Yeah. And I, I don't see how they are going to... They, their idea of content right now is let's do the crucible with a couple different modifications and everybody's like oh great no you know it's it's like i i don't mm. i think they're in trouble they don't know it yet but they're in trouble <laughs> i mean they they have still a healthy player base they still have a lot of people playing but i have to think that unless they do something pretty dramatic and step up the content that they're going to have some real problems with player player base falling off over time. And I think the division is going to represent real um, competition if they can secure a fun and entertaining late game because that's where Dustin, Destiny kind of really dropped the ball. Well, yeah, between that and the late game coming way too quickly. Right, I right. Mean, yeah, so it, I I was very confused by their Destiny 2.0 model. It, it just it, it I mean, even World of Warcraft people would be PO'd with that little of content, and some of those updates aren't that you know they they change a lot of the player types and stats and stuff. But as far as like story content, aren't necessarily that big. Some of them are, not all of them. Um, so you know that this, yeah, I. I don't think they really realized running uh, MMO was a seriously different beast from running a shooter. And they just never got their hands around what running an MMO actually meant. Yeah. That's I, the only thing I could figure. Uh, or, or they thought people would be more, you know, happier to do the gr 21 grinds for the 21 different. I, I don't know what, what they were. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you look at it. I mean, you launch a shooter, and if it's got an online mode, some people never even touch the story mode. They just go straight to online mode and never leave. So, I mean, I guess they could have just thought that the, the Crucible and stuff would be enough to keep people forever. But that's that's just one part of what it should have been as an MMO experience, not to mention, you know, the incredible nerfing of the concept just from the get-go. But... um. So, you know, there's um, there's a lot of how do I say this tactless video games <laughs> that are sensationalistic. Like, for example, when GamerGate was out, there was the beat up Anita Sarkeesian game. Um, you know, th there's all kinds of really poor stuff like that. Well. Right. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because I uh, kind of want to talk about how much I abhor this stuff. So there is a new game called Stump the Trump, which <laughs> allows you to kill Donald Trump by dropping a large tree stump on him, and then it shows all the gory, bloody details. And it, it's like... It's a browser-based game, so it's not like you're going to get it on your PS4 or anything along those lines. And it's you, there's an army of Trumps, and you drop tree stumps on them, etc. But it's like, you know what? I, I think 
disagreeing is fine, but I think this stuff is completely tasteless. I, do you think there's a place for this or not? You know, that that's as a gamer, it's it's frustrating and saddening that this kind of stuff exists because lots of times the community that would be interested in politics but has absolutely zero foot in the video game industry this is the kind of stuff they hear about these are the kind of things that you know between the dooms and the horrible that it does you know they hear about this kind of sensationalized you know fly-by-night opportunistic type stuff which is almost always of dubious content and it's just it it skews an image, right? It creates an image that, that this is this is the main, mainstream gaming when really it's not. I I, I don't you know. So yeah, some people are going to get a kick out of dropping a, a, tr a stump on Trump's head, and if you want to take it from a you know, it's the modern equivalent of a political cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can go that route, but. I yeah is it is it kind of more tasteless than a bad political cartoon yeah because you, it it is giving you it is that agency thing right you're actually doing the action instead of reading a uh, a satirical or a or a, a scathing uh, sarcastic piece of text with a, with an image accompanying it um, I I personally don't find it to be in taste or good for the gaming community at large, but at the same time as a form of free expression, do I, do I think, you know, someone should be told, no, you can't do that. Not really, but I, I would hope that we could, you know, come up with better things than that to do with our time. I agree. What else do you have? Um, well, it's coming to the end of January, so that means it's time for what's free for your favorite console next month. Helldivers and Num Num <laughs> Galaxy. Yes, for the PlayStation 4 on the PlayStation side of things, uh, Nom Nom Galaxy, which does look interesting. I don't know it will really have any staying power for me, but uh, is going to be one of the uh, offerings as well as Helldivers in its latest uh, expansionized version democracy strikes back um we have plugged quite a few hours into hell divers it is fun mm -hmm. it's uh it, it's 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 a cooperation i mean you are cooperating for the most part but it does have friendly fire um it is way less uh friend murdery than than like magica <laughs> so in that sense it's good uh but you know, you never know when a random gif is going to come and plug you in the back of the head with a shotgun or something. So, um, or if you're in my case, you you totally miss paying attention to where people are shooting and you just run in front of a line of fire that you know mm -hmm. mows you down. Uh, now the 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 respawn t tactic on that is kind of fun. So um, the Hell Divers is cross by, uh, so it will be PS3, PS4, and Vita. Uh, on the PS3 as their uh, uh, native games for part of Plus is Grid Autosport, which is part of the Grid uh, Driver series. Uh, I've not played Autosport, so I, I'm not sure exactly how that is. 
but and also Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, that which, is the fighting game based yes. on Persona which 4. Is, which is not at Evo this year, surprisingly. Yeah. Along along with Street Fighter 4 Ultimate Edition, that also got dropped. Um, but I have played this uh, played Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. That's actually a pretty interesting fighting game. So that's a really good game for everybody to get. Yeah. But it, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those you either like it or you don't. From from what I've read, yeah, which yeah. is really kind of true of any fighting game, right? I mean, it either fits yeah. your style or it doesn't. Um, and then on the Vita side, we have Lemmings Touch. Dear God, there have been Lemmings games as long as there has been computers. It seems like, mm-hmm. but anyway. Um, and Nova 111 or Nova 111, I'm not sure exactly how that is to be pronounced, uh, which is a game for the Vita that I've actually looked at before and almost bought a couple of times. So that one will be uh, an interesting one for me to be looking at. Um, otherwise, I uh, I will be trying out Nom Nom Galaxy, and uh, I, I probably won't be touching either of the PS3 games this month. Um uh, Grid has not historically really gone over very well with me, and uh, and you know I know Ultimax is not the type of fighting game that's gonna gonna jive with me very well, um, as you know basically if it's not Tekken it doesn't jive with me very well. <laughs> um, and then on the other side of the fence, we also got the announcement recently for what's coming to live with Gold, um, and obviously again uh, the games with Gold is for Gold subscribers on the xbox side and uh the instant game collection or whatever we're calling it now on the playstation side for playstation plus members uh but on the xbox side for xbox one you get hand of fate uh february 1 through 29 and from february 16th through march 15th so watch your uh dates and when you look for stuff is sticks master of the shadows uh, i know playstation had that several months ago i played it Meh. it wasn't bad but it wasn't really very good either um and then on the 360 side and remember with uh their as with their promise these 360 games are backwards compatible they have sacred citadel on february 1st through 15th and then on february 16th through the 29th is gears of war 2 um I, I haven't gone to look in through uh, wherever those get formally announced. I haven't gone to look to see if their uh, Xbox One, Xbox side is getting all the griping that the PlayStation side constantly gets on the blog whenever there's a uh, the monthly games announced. But there's there's not really a lot there this month on the Xbox side. I mean, if, if you haven't played Gears of War 2, it is one of those games, as we reported earlier, that performs fairly well on the Xbox One. And you know that that's a that's a good good solid game. The rest of them, your your mileage is going to vary very heavily based on what kind of games you like. So, so uh, speaking of your mileage may vary. If you have the PS4 or Xbox One version of WWE 2K16, don't download yesterday's release of Future Stars DLC. Uh, 2K Sports has now advised gamers not to download it after it was found to completely break and corrupt your save files. Oh, God. For, for universe mode. Just, not your save files, but okay. universe mode. Which still, I have been spending myriad hours uh, customizing my universe mode. So if that suddenly got wiped out, I would be 
super, super upset. Um, the, this pack released some people that I actually would like to play. Uh, Samoa Joe, Blake and Murphy, and Los Metadors. Uh, but yeah, uh, they were saying, hey, this is only on PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game. PS3 and Xbox 360 users are, are just fine. Um, but if you, have an, if you have an active universe mode on those two systems, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, they are re uh, recommending that you wait to download the DLC instead. They have not pulled it, which is crazy. Wow. So it, they know it breaks the game, and they're telling you not to download it, but they, but they are still leaving it off it of the... Wow. Which is craziness. So, so yeah. is that just part of the process that it takes so long to do something with these? Or? I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And the crazy part is this is the second year in a row that they've had something like this. So last year has had the same kind of issue that actually broke the game and deleted your save file. Wow. So that's, uh, that's it's crazy. Uh, in games that are getting, it's crazy, crazy. But in, in news about game updates that aren't breaking the game, other than as intended, uh, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, is get it has received an update that has made many game balancing or at least attempt to balance changes. Uh, the biggest ones are everyone's favorite. The DL44 has been nerfed. Uh, fire rate has been moved from 180 to 250, so a significant slowdown in the firing rate. Um, the overheating element has been increased, so it overheats faster. Uh, it isn't, it's been re uh, reported as tweaked, uh, so we don't know exactly how much the overheating has been increased, but uh, it is definitely not the people running around pow pow twice you're dead uh, that it has been. Uh, and another favorite pow you're dead perk, the star card homing shot has also been nerfed. <laughs> uh, lock on time has been increased from 0.4 seconds to one and a half seconds. Ooh. The lock on distance is now 10 meters closer and the projectile speed has been significantly reduced. Um, I, I do know that, uh, the, the DL 44 homing shot combo has been very effective for a lot of people running around, uh, through the levels to kill people with. So it'll be interesting to see if it remains effective or if, uh, they'll find a new combo to run around and kill everybody, i.e. me with, um, there, it's not the only thing that's undergone. Heroes and vehicles have also gone. Uh, some of them have gotten uh, some modifications. Boba Fett's missile, for example, does not lock on anymore. And his uh, main weapon, his main weapon's damage and range have both been reduced. Uh, Han Solo's DL-44, as opposed to the DL-44 that the players can use uh, with their regular character, has also had its damage and range reduced. Um, if you've ever played the uh, Starfighter mode, you know that once somebody gets the Falcon or Slave 1, they're basically in it for the rest of the game. You cannot kill them. It is next to impossible. Uh, well, that's going to uh, be not the case anymore as the ship's health have been drastically reduced uh, and they will take more damage, uh, which removes the always effective, for them at least, ramming, ship ramming as a viable kill option and just keep going. Um, uh, sadly, uh, because these games can get 
really frustrating when you have to try to tell the difference between the AI-controlled pilots and the AI-controlled ships and the pilot-controlled ships. Uh, the amount of experience for every one of those has been cut in, or the score, excuse me, for every one of those has been cut in half. Uh, it wasn't a lot to start with, so cutting it in half is uh, really, really damaging for that mode. It, when it's already a mode that, generally speaking, you're not going to score nearly as many points as other modes. Um, they've also changed the uh, game or match bonus for the blast mode uh, down in half from 2,000 to 1,000. Um, and the hero hunt mode, which oddly enough has been my kid's favorite mode, uh, the bonus has been increased from a thousand to seventeen fifty. Um, so I don't know if they're trying to drive people to play more of the different kinds of modes or if they're just rewarding the people who enjoy doing hero hunt, which oddly enough can be a pretty fun mode. Uh, I guess not oddly enough, but it is a pretty fun mode. Uh, just no, you were uh, right with oddly enough. <laughs> um, I I can't stand it. You can't stand Hero Hunt. No, I don't like it. Uh, it it, it you got to have a group that it, once you know the maps and yeah, you're you're not always unless you are really really good going to be the one to be killing the heroes enough to be reliably getting the hero spot. But there is something fun about being the one hero in a in a thing full of uh, regular players, and you just you know are decimating them. Um, so again, it's not one that you're going to level up constantly, amazingly high on. It's it's one that you're going to get a lot of games where you barely get any experience, and then other ones where you get a lot. So, but anyway, so why don't you so, tell me what's going on with Devolver Digital's Downwell? Downwell. Um, uh, my oldest has actually gotten into the whole watching people play video games thing, which I ridicule him to no end. And one of the games he's been watching, um, not the latest one, but one of them he had been watching was called Downwell, uh, which has till now been limited to uh, iOS for the mobile uh, PC and iOS. Uh, it is now tomorrow going to be getting an Android version. Uh, should be out around noon Pacific time, and if the PC and iOS cost is any indication, it should be right around three bucks. Um, seeing as how I've got thirty bucks worth of store credit from doing Google surveys every day, I may just pick this up. Uh, it's a it's a roguelike game uh, in on in the mobile gaming. It's Wow. Again, with the talking, I really promise I know how to do this. Um, it has gotten a lot of good reviews. It got a 10 out of 10 from uh, several, several places. Destructoid was one well, of Destructoid them. did. And uh, I, I know it's gotten high scores in other, other reviews too. Um, and it did actually take Destructoid's Mobile Game of the Year award for last year. So, um, yeah. So if you've uh, actually been thinking, you know, that is something that you've looked at or watched and wanted to, to give a shot and haven't because you didn't either want to play it on PC or you don't uh, support iOS products, you now have an Android option for this. So Yeah, and if you've not seen the game, it's got a unique kind of art style, but it looks like it's frenetic as all hell. Yes. So This is all true. Um, 
I think that brings us to the end of news. I think you had one more thing, but I, I did. There. I did because I've got to get this because if, if you grew up in the era where, where oh, you and I did. Right. No, 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 no. So let's, no, I, I take it back. I did want to talk about this. Oh, you did want to talk about this. Okay. I there, did want to talk about that. Go ahead. Okay. There, there's one theme. If you grew up in the same period as, as Mark and I, there's one theme that's probably stuck in your head more or longer than uh, the only one that might be worse is the original Mario theme, but it goes a little something like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So um, while the turtles have been making the return to the big screen via the Michael Bay movies, approved, disapproved, don't care. They are finally getting the platinum developed game uh, formally <laughs> announced that everybody knew existed, but nobody would bother to actually confirm. Well, so this, this is the, this is the part that why it's important and interesting is because this time or a little bit later than this last year we got a surprise video for a transformers game coming <laughs> from platinum platinum yeah. is making like 92 games i swear to god they, they are busy little beavers this is so true. so everybody was like oh transformer games that game's gonna suck and you know what it did not suck it rocked hardcore yes. it was super good and so I saw this, this announcement that somebody had leaked the trailer for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a train wreck. And then I saw it was from Platinum but, Games, and I'm like, I have to eat my words right now because they did such a good job with Transformers <laughs> that this could this I'm I'm actually excited about this. And they're using the same art style that they used for the Transformers mm -hmm. game. They so have it's, that engine now. They've got that engine now, so it's got this uh, 3D cell shaded style graphics. Um, the turtles are something of a cross between their classic and their current movie iterations. They have the much uh, flatter face of the current movies. Uh, and some of the extra uh, gear that they have on is is reminiscent of the of the current movies or the later seasons of the current Nickelodeon show. Um, but then there's still there's a lot of resemblances to the old uh, '80s cartoon as well. Um, pure like, speculation. Pure speculation. Pure speculation. Let's do some pure speculation. Do we see a follow up next year with a GI Joe? freaking game uh, it's got to be something like that i would almost say actually if they can swing the license voltron oh my god i would die i'm sorry <laughs> that's that's horrible you should not have ideas anymore because you're <laughs> making the money fly out of my wallet already <laughs> i still need to pick up the transformers game i want to it's just it, it'll go it's, on sale it, it's I, I think it's already on sale it, it wasn't that expensive to begin with, to be honest. No, it was, I think it was, it was 40, 50? I think it was 40. Yeah, no, it was 40 when I bought it. Um, and, and it's, I have not finished, finished it, but I've played quite a bit of it, and it's actually really good. And the whole transforming and attacking, it's so good. Oh, man. Anyways, yeah. So there, is a, there is an official trailer out if you want to see it. It's got a very classic, uh, you've got Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder, um, there's a shark enemy who I don't recall from the old days, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. could have been, yeah, I, yeah. I don't remember him. Um, so it's, it's very much, uh, very much a classic looking array of villains and storyline. It's the rise of the foot. You know, the foot is coming out of the shadow. So um, Tom Waltz who handles IDW's 
uh, Turtle Comics uh, is is writing the story, and it's coming out for everything but the Wii U <laughs> and handhelds. There's no, there have been no announcement for any uh, handheld versions either. But PC, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One, no Wii U version. So it looks pretty awesome. Um, and if if the if they can follow up with with what they did with Transformers, I would expect that this will be a very good game. No price point, no release date, um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see it holidays this year for probably that same kind of 40-ish dollar price point. Yeah. Uh, there is a single player or online multiplayer has been announced. There's been no announcement of a local multiplayer yet. Mm. So that brings us to talking about what's been going on on the site this week. Uh, we've got a couple new Let's Plays, World of Tanks, Rocket League, up Hardware Rivals um, that we put up a couple weeks ago. Still waiting on um, Massive to release uh, or Larian, whoever the case may be, uh, Massive's the publisher, uh, to release the new patch for Divinity Original Sin so that John and I can finish our Let's Play <laughs> Enhanced Emo Klepto Old Married Couple Edition uh, playthrough because we're really close. But uh, I, I'm waiting uh, because I don't want to wipe my hardcore mode so and we can't proceed in the normal mode. So... We're waiting on that. Uh, I'm still working on a couple uh, longhand stories, um, one of them on virtual reality that I do want to get posted here sooner rather than later, just haven't had time to. And um, beyond that, you can always check out what we're doing. Uh, I, I kind of want to take a couple minutes to talk about The Division because it is coming up. Um, a wild tooth monkey appears. I would have said that I collected him, but in actuality, I just traded for him. Oh, get out of here. Well, I mean, no, I feel I should feel special, because that makes me an event Pokemon, which makes it super rare, which makes me special and, and sought after. So thank you. you. You are an event Pokemon if I've ever seen one. I, so thank you. Yeah, that makes me feel amazing. <laughs> so um, any... any, any uh, quick words about this week's news or, or things that you've been... Uh, uh, really thinking deeply about before we jump into talking about the division for a few minutes. Uh, no, um, you told me about the division earlier, and I didn't even know there was a beta. And I'm going to visit my brother this weekend, so I'm going to miss all of it. So I have oh. spent. You know, go ahead, Matt. Uh oh. Oh, no, I, I, I no, wasn't me. Oh. oh, I was just saying, and, and Pokemon is really exciting because the whole red, blue, yellow coming. Did you see the Did you see the Super Bowl commercial? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I went and picked up my Pokemon game. I'm like, you know the the funny the funny part is is that that kind of sets them up for esports. Could Nintendo uh, be making a push into esports with Pokemon? Well, as you said earlier, that Pokemon <laughs> Fighter is going to be at watch them gibbets. So no, no, no. We're talking about good games, Matt. Oh well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because by all accounts, nobody likes that Pokken tournament Pokemon. in Japan. Yeah. So I'm really surprised that, uh, that that's actually coming. Um, but, <sighs> Turo, you are buying the Division for the PS4, correct? Yes, I am buying it. Okay, because seriously... <laughs> I'm, I'm buying it, I'm playing it with you guys. Alright, because this is going to be like the first game you've ever played on the PlayStation 4. Well, uh, 
Yeah, first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Make sure you dust it before you turn it on. You don't That's want right. to burn out. You, oh, you right, want, right. You don't want it to go <laughs> and then die. So yeah. No, it's it's dusted. I always dust everything here. And it's clean. I do turn it on every once in a while. Update it and stuff. <laughs> Blow out the cobwebs with the system fan. Well, I, I think this, from some of the early stuff that I've been seeing, it looks like you're going to get to play up to level 8 in the beta. And we know that, I, I'm almost positive that I read that level 50 is the actual game max. So I think this will be a good indicator of how long it will take to burn through the content. Because if it takes us a day and a half to get to level 8, well, that's a good sign. Um, because obviously not everybody is going to be playing at the rigorous amount that we will be uh, this weekend and when the game launches. Um, but I, I, Matt and I got into a conversation, which I do like how a lot of people, or I don't like how a lot of people are kind of not sure what the game is, and so I thought we'd talk about that for a minute. So it is, for all intents and purposes, Destiny. It is an RPG, not a shooter, just like Destiny. Destiny is a shooter, but if you shoot somebody in the head, they don't die immediately. You just chip off a bigger part of their health bar, and bigger numbers appear above their head. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division is the exact same way. Uh, there is a there is a single player game in that it's the same as the multiplayer game. It's just that the enemies scale, and you have more fun with friends but you can play it solo. So Matt was not aware that there is a solo capability. You can do it. You're not going to get the best loot that way, but you can do it. Um, it looks now... The easiest way to explain it is that there is a map, and from south to north is a higher level requirement. So the southern part of the city is going to be the lowest level requirements. As you proceed north, things get harder. Uh, that way you can approach it in any way you want. If you want to run to the level 50 you know, side of town, I guess you can. I don't know what you're going to get out of it, but you can. So that You'll get dead. You will get dead. Um, I'm chomping at the bit for this. I don't think I've been this excited since Guild Wars 2, and that game completely lived up to my expectations. I just did never had enough time to put into it. I don't know. I think you were this excited with Destiny. No, I wasn't as excited, not for as long. I think I got excited for Destiny right before the end because of the promises. Mm -hmm. And then when I burned through all the content in like two days, I was like, seriously? So that, that was a little frustrating. Um, but I don't think that will be the case here, and I think that playing with friends should extend the lifetime of the game as well. Um, I did go ahead and I, I pre-ordered the gold version, which that includes the season pass with all the DLC. It's 100 bucks. If you buy the, the game and the DLC separately, it's supposed to be like 130 So I thought saving 30 bucks is good. I know I'm going to play this. Yeah, that, that's a discussion we need to have someday, how you know the actual price of a game these days versus the perception of a price of a game these days. 
Yeah, and and the funny and you know that that also plays into digital distribution and why we're not seeing price cuts from the major manu- major publishers like Sony and Xbox. But I I yeah I I agree. Um, but we're gonna have a ton of coverage this weekend. We're gonna stream the whole thing. Um, so without music, without music, you are absolutely correct. So starting probably uh, around. Seven Pacific on Friday, which would be nine Central, ten Eastern. Uh, forward, we are going to spend little time sleeping, but we're going to roll into as much of the game as possible all Saturday, all Sunday until they close the servers down. Uh, I will be putting together some how-to guides and um, some produced pieces from all of our captured footage. Um, but yeah, and, and that's something I'm really looking forward to. Uh, as always, if you want to follow what we're doing, check us out on Twitter at GamersLedge, Facebook.com slash GamersLedge. Uh, you can visit the site, GamersLedge.com as well. Uh, our YouTube channel, which you're hopefully here, or if you've uh, found us on iTunes, thanks for that. Um, rate us if you would. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like and subscribe if you like what we're doing. That'll bring us then to final thoughts. And we'll start all the way with our latecomer, uh, his... Initial thoughts were will be his final thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I've been gone. Uh, it's just exciting. I, I passed my Cicerone, my CBS. So that's congrats. Uh, yeah, that's that. That took the majority of me being gone and studying for it. And uh, yeah, so I still got a ways away on what I want to do in my future. But that is step one. <laughs> so admit uh, you have a problem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh yeah, you got it. Um <laughs> so yeah. What am I trying to say? Follow your dreams, kids. Ding. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how about you? Uh, oh, yeah, follow your follow dreams but one. follow your dreams but cars are expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um and then um next Monday for my own final thought, I will actually be con- uh, attending a VR symposium, and I'll be doing a write-up on that. Uh, so we'll see what's going on in the world of VR. But we'll end the show as we always do. Oh, dear God, here we go. Oh, man. I Why I does... This. No, he didn't. Why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Because he's always making it rain. For drizzle. Oh my gosh! I thought we got him this time. I, I until, thought the making it rain one made way more sense. <sighs> until next time, game on. Game on. <laughs>